Okay, let's start. Hi, everyone. Game Welcome to Gameplay. My name is Max. This is the most generic name for the most non-generic contact in the podcast world. Joining me is... Kenneth. And Ray. Awesome. And today we have a full show today. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and discuss... Everything from movies, games, and a little bit of the industry of TCG, gaming, and tabletop for today. Why don't you kick us off with something of on the, the movies? All right, so we're going to uh, start talking about something that entertaining more. And so far... Oh, what? I wasn't entertaining? Okay. No, no, you. you were not entertaining <laughs> at all. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, the movies. Uh, we went to see Godzilla yesterday, right? Yeah. Well, I would well, say... Go ahead. Kenneth went to see Godzilla. You fell asleep. Oh, well, yeah, I fell exactly. asleep for the first, <laughs> what, 15 minutes or something? I'll try like 30, 40. No, no, no. Yeah, I wasn't. You I missed was, a good shot. I wasn't even missed story, the, you, missed, you missed the, the good parts. Which are? The human parts. Okay, so. The human parts? <laughs> we're talking about Godzilla through, uh, starting Matthew Broderick, Maria Polito, <laughs> Gene Reno, no, right? No, no. No? You're not talking no. about Hell that Godzilla? No. Hell no. What Godzilla are you guys That's talking about? Godzilla, Godzilla. Oh, you guys are talking about Godzilla, king of all monsters. The fire one. Gotcha. So this one starts Millie Bobby Brown, Vera Famica, Zanny Zilli. I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering this name. Charles Dance, a whole bunch of other great cast members. And what can you tell me about the movie? So ignoring the human parts are kind of ignorable, but the the main premise of the movie is that there's equal terrorists who want a to... Spoiler alert, really, by the way. Right, who are eco-terrorists who want to kind of reset the world the way it should have been without human, you know, ruining it as a dominant species. So their idea is to wake up other dominant species that they call titans. And so they end up going all around the world to get this thing called an orca. And the orca... It's an actual animal. Right. The orca is this machine (laughs) that can replicate the sound of an alpha. Okay. And so by replicating that sound, they can like they thought they could control it and like wake them up if they wanted to. Okay. So they go to the this monster they call Monster Zero, it's King King Kidora, and he they wake him up because they're idiots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they wake him up, and of course they don't have control over him. He proceeds to just wreck, and then as soon as he, you know, gets Godzilla out of the picture, uh, he pretty much wakes up all the other monsters immediately. And, and then, then the movie turns into a, the greatest the movie of all time, right? Right. The, the greatest movie. Exactly. Exactly. So he wakes up all the monsters. Movie. Like, he starts waking up all the other monsters. And then Godzilla and Mothra has to fight him and Rodan uh, to pretty much so Godzilla can become the king. It's pretty monster. much the movie that people were asking for, right? It was better than the first one, yeah. Yeah, fight, because you know how like, fight. the number one complaint was, oh, there was not a lot of Godzilla. Yeah, the first Godzilla was kick-ass featuring Godzilla. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But so what I'm understanding here, this is Royal Rumble, Godzilla style. I wouldn't call it a Royal Rumble. It's more of a, a tag match. Yeah. I see. It's more of a tag team match. Well, uh, like everyone's kinda. like battling outside the ring. Well, it's because it's, it's like because Ro- you know you see the other monsters, right? They're yeah, because like Monster and Rodan fight them, each other, and but then that's kind of it. It just got to that going to fight against the main. Right. Yeah. yeah it's the main two is Godzilla and, and King Ghidorah. So, or okay. they just call it Ghidorah because I'm guessing they're trying to take the king part out for the king of the monsters. Like, they don't call it King Kong anymore. They call him Kong. Gotcha. Yeah. So, in this all-out brawl of iconic characters, you know, Mothra is actually my favorite of all the monsters, and I'm really excited to see it. And I feel bad that I haven't seen it yet. But do they accomplish what they set out to accomplish? Who? 
do they the write Lakers? the wrongs? Yeah, do they write the wrongs of the first movie? Yeah, I mean, not, kinda, not entirely. Yeah, kind of. They kind of do it. Oh, you want to go over it, Ray? You want me to say it? About what they're wrong doing? Yeah, they're from the, from, oh, Christ, from, a, from a from a from a uh, storyteller for, from no, movie from a movie cinematography design from, one, from point basically of view. what people wanted right from the first one to be strict. exactly. Well, the story wasn't almost there. Yeah, I mean, like they tried to focus on you know the f- the fact that you know the little um you know two of the main characters lost one of the daughters during the first son lost the son you know the son is a son right yeah, uh, they lost son, the son. Lost son, yeah. so they lost one of the first child right yeah first child. and you know this one was like okay they have a second child who is very involved with the their lives right as the engineers right some kind of right. engineers kind right. of uh um Chemist, I guess. Yeah, it's not books on our occupation. And and obviously, both of the parents are very involved with you know what happened to them in the first movie on the first story. And right. this one's more like okay, we have to do something about what happened to us back in um, before, and now we have to really mean this ourselves and what ha- you know what we did during that time, right? Right. And also, they were so affected by the, the fact that you know they lost the son. Uh, you know, they went into a divorce and stuff like that. They were separated. And I think it was affecting their relationship as a family right. uh, unit. And also the fact that, you know, the last children that they had was also affected by it, right? Right. And throughout the movie, you see just the whole change from their being separated to the unison, right? Right. Sort of. Sort okay. Of. And that's the kind of the, the small story they tried to introduce in the whole realm of what Godzilla was or Godzilla. Right. But see, here's but a it was kind of boring. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The the human parts were very, very poor. I mean, it seemed like they were just kind of jumping all over the place. And again, this is not to speak any ill of Millie Bobby Brown or right, Stranger Things fame well, of the rest well. of the cast. I think they're all great actors. It's right. just the writing was poor. They're quite literally yeah. overshadowed by this Titanic monster. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, because that's what it comes down to. Like, my favorite monster is King Ghidorah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, like he was always my favorite monster, even as a kid. I, I didn't want him to win though, <laughs> yeah, because it's Godzilla, and so, but so like, we would have kept to the human parts. Like I said, the equal terrorist thing—it's been overdone. It's really, it's really boring. You, you see what you expect. It's like, yeah, we already knew they couldn't really do anything to the monsters because the monsters are huge, mm-hmm. um, and awesome. Yeah, and awesome because I think they look great. Oh yeah, exactly. They look great. Exactly. Like the display. Like you could tell there were some design choices that were taken from like actual animals because some of the displays were really on point like when whenever they had to fight an alpha or they had to fight another monster and they present themselves as a threat they did with what actual animals would do they they you know if they had wings they spread their wings out they'll make be loud so what we yeah. said that they actually had some legitimate predator prey interactions going right. on between monsters so you can actually tell that despite the fact that these guys are huge they very much display things that you and i are familiar with yeah. you know by just being around other animals that's right. awesome right and they and like they 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 pretty much um bow to like a perfect example like mothra and and godzilla they, they it's not exactly a, a symbiotic relationship like they presented it but they kind of said they were in that kind of relationship where, like, if Godzilla was the dominant monster, then Mothra would benefit from that. So Mothra was helping Godzilla throughout the movie, whereas in um, 
you know, Ghidorah, once he became like the alpha and he essentially uh, got Godzilla out of the picture, he became, you know, the one all the other monsters listened to. Mm. Uh, so he said, you know, wake up, you got to do X, Y, Z. All the monsters around the world, they, they did it. Uh, the only thing that kind of got me about when it came to Ghidorah was that he was kind of overpowered. <laughs> okay. Like, he was really overpowered. And like, that's uh, saying something. Yeah, like, he, like I said, Godzilla ripped one of his head off. He just grew it back. Uh, he he got hit with an oxygen bomb, like, to kill. It, okay. it almost killed Godzilla. But Ghidorah was fine. Like, he just jumped <laughs> yeah. out of the water like it was nothing. And he he was pretty much dominant the whole movie. It's like they made it so powerful that at the end it's like, oh, just forget that he was all powerful. He's gonna die regardless. Right, and even no. after Godzilla absorbed the 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 nuclear waste, the nuclear waste from the uh, fallout, he was dominating them, and then he just like ate some electricity. He became like all powerful, and he was yeah. able to turn the tables again. I was just like, it, the pacing of the fight was kind of weird. It seemed like it was just. I don't know if you ever saw like uh, the original uh, Broly Legendary Super Saiyan movie. Yeah, where it's just like. The main character gets wrecked. And again, for, like, this is for those of you who are not familiar with. This is a Dragon Ball <laughs> reference, right? Like the main character gets wrecked for like the whole movie, and then like in the last second, he gets like all of his power and just wins. So I was just like, I'm not really a fan of that kind of like movie style because oh. it's kind of it makes it feel like um, it feels like it's kind of BS. But <laughs> so given given the you know the cinematography as well as the design and the story. It's overall what I'm hearing is a fun movie to watch. If you're a Godzilla fan and you came for Godzilla, yes. Okay. If you came for humans, you're going to be solely disappointed. Now, how many humans died in the process of these fights? A lot. Exactly. Now, in my opinion, so give me. Let me finish this. In my opinion, they actually humans accomplished what they set out to do, because if the problem is overpopulation, what best than to reawaken a whole bunch of monsters, make them fight, and have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons. But but that's the thing, right? Of human population regulation. But that's the thing because the whole like theme of the movie was humans are messing with things that they had no control over, and the way that they said to solve the problem was to do the exact same thing and mess with monsters they had no control over. And that's what forces so essentially, you know, so they did the exact same thing they were complaining about. So these uh, these monsters actually take the form of like uh, forces of nature, so right. to speak. And uh, at the end of the day, I think they do regulate it. But besides that point, which is honestly way way too you know comic bookish in order for for it to be legitimate, right. is there room for a sequel? Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you yeah. saw the the end of the movie. Um, at the end credit scene, mm-hmm. the eco terrorist actually found one of Ghidorah's severed heads, so that opens the path for Mecha Ghidorah, which is ah. pretty sick. Uh, but also, uh, Kong, all our monsters started to go to Skull Island. Great. So Kong which is going to the next one. Ever expanding island. Right. Nobody really knows how big so wait, Skull Island, island really is. Fight. So God, most likely Godzilla is going to fight Kong. All right. Now. Here's my the last question on this, and this is because Godzilla, if you guys are not familiar with Godzilla, has years, decades of history, you know, behind him. Do we see Godzilla's son? <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Godzilla actually has a son. Godzilla, at the end of the day, it's a female. I don't think they're gonna go that deep into it Why because not? 
as I said, like Ghidorah as as a monster, he came from space. Like he's an alien monster. He wasn't supposed and to Godzilla be. Godzilla has Earth. a son. Right. No, but the thing is, they didn't That's really. They didn't touch on it that much. And so it seems like this is more of a Godzilla versus thing than it is a Godzilla has a story. Thing. So Godzilla can absorb radioactive waste, right. electricity power, but they can't have a son. That's what no, I'm saying. He, no, no, he can. He can have a son, <laughs> but I don't think he's gonna be in the movie. <laughs> All right, that's immoral. Because then, because then, like you know, there's some that they haven't really put in. Like yeah. one of Godzilla's biggest foes, Destroyer. Yeah, he wasn't even even mentioned in the movie like that. So, so I like it's like how far are they actually gonna go into that story? I mean, yeah, they said 17. Yeah, but Godzilla that's has a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah, he has a lot of enemies and a lot of allies. Like Rodan fought with Godzilla at one point. Um. Mothra and Rodan fall fought against Ghidorah at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Destroyer is supposed to be like the the ultimate, you know, killer. Yeah, it's true. It's but true. they never really play it up like that. So give it a quick rating. Wait, how long guys. was the movie? Like two hours? B minus. <laughs> B minus for the rating, Ray. Ignoring how long. To be honest, like a C plus. A C plus and a Just B minus. Just because it made me fall asleep. <laughs> no, you chose the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was falling asleep, unfortunately. How There's you can a lot fall of- asleep. Amongst a wrestling match, the century. Know. The thing is, the first. But kaiju we are battle. going to move away from kaiju battles because at some point we need to discuss all the other movies, right? We need to talk about the big blue monster in the room, the big blue elephant, Aladdin. Aladdin, exactly. So take us away, Ray. What do you think about this new take on Aladdin? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, um, I think you 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 went to see it, right? Can yeah, I saw it. All right. Um, ah. For me, I only seen. I mean, I only had the privilege to see the trailer, and so far, for what I heard, that it's a that you know this just this just took the same path as the animated movie, right? And they just tried to bring it up to life in a realistic way, and that's why a lot of people were like, "Oh, I enjoyed it because it reminded me of the uh, comic movie, or, or yeah, the, right. yeah, animated that's movie." That's a general. And I was like, consent. they try to, they, you know, I also heard that they tried to fill in some part just to make it a little bit longer because the mm-hmm. actual, the first movie is about an hour and a half. I think so. And this one is by about two hours. About almost. two hours, yeah. So um, those parts came out a little bit, to be like a little bit blanked. Like they didn't make any sense. It's just right. like, okay, they just pulled this as a fill in. Right. And that's about it. Like, to be honest, uh, some of the comedy to me was like, obviously Will Smith was the one who had to like... Uh, Save the movie, and it, when it comes to like delivery of comedy itself, and I think I don't know if Kenneth will agree to this. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, no? <laughs> I okay. don't agree. Elaborate. Let me see is that. that I can't say Will Smith saved the movie because it's not fair to say that because Will Smith was just obviously the best actor, but in not the movie. save it, but a carry it. But way. I mean, but like I said, he's the best actor in the movie. That's not really fair comparison to the other actors, right? But not just so from an actor think, perspective, where like you know. I think that but definitely Genie, even in the original an- animated movie, Genie was the center. Yeah, he of was, right. He was the center. Robin Williams. Comedy. No, right. no, no, not the premise, but the the center of all comedy. Right, right. Because yeah. he had the power to the do comedy it. Were but the thing is, is that the movie it was. I think that's the the thing that you have to go into is that this is uh based on an animated series. Yeah. Right? Oh, I see. These these are not gonna be. You know, there's only so far you can push realism into into cartoons yeah. before it starts to look kind of wonky. Because, like I said, I guarantee you when Thank the you, Mulan, you're right. Because I, I guarantee you when when Mulan comes out, everyone's gonna hate the dragon. Why? Because the dragon is unrealistic, right? So no matter how well you design it, it's gonna be standing out amongst actual people. But the movie itself was pretty entertaining. 
like it caught it kept my attention the whole way through. I thought it was pretty nice. Um, I'll have to even say that it's slightly better than Godzilla. No, um, for real. yeah, for real. So I and, s- go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, it, so when when they did the musical numbers, everyone could sing, which is another thing that you have to put on the actors. Will Smith yeah. has the luck that he's a singer and an actor, oh, he, but it's hard to find. He those can really sing. Duos. He can rap at this morning. But he <laughs> but he sang the opening no, he song. Voice, yeah. Like when the movie first opens, it starts yeah. with Will Smith singing. The theme song. And you think yeah. about it, you know, Naomi Scott, Min Amasud, who played Aladdin. Right. And, you know, they're both actors who we didn't have anything to expect from them. And they right. delivered this great product for us. Right. And to be honest, this is a difficult thing to do. Right. And sometimes I feel like just because it's and it's becoming now a, more of a trope, that just because it's a Disney remake of an animated film, that makes automatically the film lower in tier or lower right. in quality and i felt that that's completely the opposite here yeah but that's but that's one of the reasons why i say it's unfair because think about all the expectations people put on movie makers these days not only like think about it right not only do you have the requirement that they have to be actors but they have to be good ones they have to sing they have to be for at least uh their heritage has to be from that region of the world and so how, the more restrictions you put on it the harder it is to fill that role and if they are from that part of the, if they are from that part of the world, they have to be able to sing and speak in English, and so it's like, or else people are gonna get upset. It's like I said, like um, most women to if are really, British actors, right? They're British, but they're from their heritage is their from heritage that part is of the world. from yeah. And so it's like I said, like you wonder why you're never gonna see a Pocahontas movie is because Pocahontas is like so far from the reality of Pocahontas that people are gonna be upset about that. And people were upset with the animated movie. Exactly. And then on top of that, there are some people upset because some of the, the scenes in Aladdin were uh, had Indian prop designs instead of um, um, Saudi Arabic, prop designs. So, yeah. and so, it seems more like a Bollywood film than anything. Right? But that's the thing. But this is this is not near Bollywood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people had like, well, you have all these restrictions. How are you going to pull off this movie 100%? On top of the fact that you have to make GD look like GD. And there were some people even upset that you had a black actor play, you know, an Arabian genie or gen. Yeah. And so I was like, there's so many restrictions. There's no way you're going to be able to pull it off exactly how people So I feel off. like, like you made a good point because like you put all of these restrictions and all of these things and directors actors they are very conscious that they have to overcome this in order to make a good film now i feel like the film is good it's just people don't give it the credit it is because it's associated with all of these expectations and problems and and at at the end of the day it's really difficult to please everyone the the fact that they pulled it off in the first place to get this far to release was already amazing and it's like but because it's like when you talk about um arabian culture that's something like i said most people don't know about they never really think about it most people in the united states they can like i said they can easily mistake it for indian culture because it's so close and then, you know, on top of that, because um, um, Hollywood has a problem, especially with, you know, as the minority, you know, increase or become, I guess, rarer mm-hmm. in the United States. You, so you have like compounding problems as you go along to the point where you're not going to have because like I, I, someone named me, you know, five or six Arabian actors that are big A-list celebrities. And I can't do it. Most people couldn't because... 
they're just not there like that. Yeah. So it's like I, I thought it was for what they had to overcome. I thought it was a pretty good movie. All right. So definitely, uh, I think Aladdin uh, stood stood tall over all of the expectations. Sure, it didn't come out on scathe, right, right, but it definitely has enough momentum so that we're going into our next movie, The Lion King, with a little bit more confidence, I think. Right. So, Lion King. Ray, take us away. What do you think about Just it? Just based on the trailer. Just based on the trailer. Right, your expectations, <laughs> keep it short. Let's go. All right. I think it's going to be a great movie. Just based on the casting itself, right? And, you know, they still have the original Mufasa, right? With the same, same yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's his name? I got it right now. Continue. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems to be um, they're going to have a shot for shot based on the trailer itself. Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't done much of a research based on that movie itself. Uh, I think it's going to leave up to the expectations of people. Right. Uh, more likely, it's going to make a tons of fucking money, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, Aladdin, I think people were expecting that from Aladdin itself. And so right. far, you know, um, uh, financially speaking, it, it wasn't like the big uh, box office. Right. Shows, I mean, right? Th this year alone, Disney is going to have, what, three movie powerhouses in, 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 in the theaters. Like, they had Endgame, which has quickly become the number one movie ever. Lion King makes a lot of money no matter where it's released, even Broadway. And then on top of that, they have Frozen 2 in November, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have pretty much. In, and then on top of that, you have Star Wars. In <laughs> <December>. <laughs> These are all Disney movies. And they're oh, all Spider-Man. Right. They're all going to get at least $600 million at the box office. And yeah. it's James Earl. Yeah. James Earl Jones is Mufasa. Yeah. And so they, they this year, I mean, I think I think this year um, kind of stepping back to Aladdin a little bit. Aladdin and even Dumbo was just overwhelmed by the sheer fanfare of the other movies. Yeah, to be honest, Dum Dumbo came and went pretty much unnoticed. Right, you know, even because it, it came out near caliber. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. But, but didn't it fail at the box office too? Yeah, because you know what are you going to choose, Dumbo or Endgame? Dumbo <laughs> or Captain Marvel? Like yeah. most people got to choose the well, action. Granted, movie. Dumbo is a. It's not if you have seen the original animated yeah. movie. It's not a very happy movie. It's a very dark right. disney film right. to be honest right i mean even even aladdin came out between godzilla and john wick so it had john who john wick john wick three john who? john wick john who john wick you know who john wick is nope. he killed three people with a pencil because of a dog <laughs> because of a dog <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so so between john wick and godzilla who's gonna go see aladdin <laughs> like no. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just, it's just there's so there were so many big movies that come out around this time. But Those kind of again, movies we're moving smothered. away from the the point here, which is, are you gonna go watch Lion King? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh for sure, yeah, for okay. sure. That's the only Disney film that I'm looking for. It's gonna do well too because that it has to be full CGI. Oh, we because have everything is, over here. Yeah, because. Because there's there's no mix book, anymore, right? and yeah. it's gonna be very similar when it comes to this. Right, but there are no human beings in Lion King. That's the thing at all. So they can't do half and half, like yeah. so they can't have the Aladdin problem or the Jungle Book problem yeah. where you have to put like a real person next to a fake lion. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying gonna have, execution on the movie, too. right? Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna just similar. be straight CG. So yeah. so it's I think gonna do really it's well. gonna set the bar for this remakes because right. it's essentially going to be what we're now used to as an animated 
movie. Right. It's essentially exactly. going to be just an animated film of an original, even you know, just pencil drawn, right? Uh, cell animated movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and don't forget Toy Story 4, too. So that's another movie that Disney had dominance over. <laughs> yeah, Toy Story 4. And I mean, the next topic on the board was Spider-Man. But since we're here, Pixar's Toy Story 4. I'm a big Toy Story fan. You know, I, I've made a, a pretty big deal out of all of them. I have every single character in toy form collected. Nice. But then when I saw the fork, Forky. Oh, Spork. Sporky, yeah, uh, whatever his name is. So, and I saw the Disney store selling Forky, <laughs> and I thought this beats the purpose of what the movie's trying to say. Yeah, you could just make one out exactly <laughs> because the whole idea of Toy Story 4 is that a child has the ability to grant life to anything they please, even right. a fork with a little bit of with two googly eyes and a little bit of string, right? You know, and when you see the, commer- the the commercialized version of it, it's like, why don't you sell me a kit with a fork, googly eyes, some glue, and this? Right. So I oh, can you're make saying it it's myself. a missed opportunity. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity, and at the same time, I feel like I can't believe in the movie right. because they're not doing what the movie's teaching them right. to do. You know. But with that, with that being said, though, I feel that I feel that most people are gonna be indifferent because personally, I think Toy Story is they're in that territory now where it's just like like just just be done <laughs> yes like you know we had three movies two was already a miracle three was kind of overstepping a little bit but it was nice and then four is just like okay you know you're kind of removing the meaning of the other three movies. yeah you are down definitely downplaying the feeling that was created by the past three right because the whole point of the other three is that we saw this kid grow up and no longer from like always having his toys to i don't really need these anymore it's time to move on and now they're going into like it's like it's almost like a reboot where it's like, well, here's a new kid, here's here's the nah. same toys. I'm just like, are we going to see Bonnie grow up, right? And donate him to another kid, right? And then so once it kind of just like it takes like the special thing like, out of it because it kind of shows, hey, Woody, it's just like, well, Andy's my kid, and now he's like, well, Bonnie's my kid. It's just <laughs> like, it's like, okay, well, Maybe you know, kind of overstepped a little bit. Well, he, they would. It was the other way around, right? What? They got betrayed, so now they're they're loyal. To well, no, because Andy still lo- loved them as toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just realized that I'm he, an adult now. Have to go to college. I have adult responsibility. Else play with them and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But now but that they, you've actually explored the, the new so person, what? They got detached from him so fast. No, they. I mean, the Not, toys. Uh, the whole premise is that the, the toys know what their purpose is. Yeah. Right. Which is to bring happiness to a child. Right. And they acknowledge that. You know, in, th- in that iconic scene of like, so long, partner, the last one. Right. Uh, that it was time for them to, you know, bring happiness to someone else. Right. You know, that whatever memories they hold, they will hold very dear. But it was time to move on because the, right. Andy was not, it, they were not bringing him joy anymore. Right. Okay. So, again, Toy Story 4 is something that I will see inevitably. Right. But it's something that I'm not going in with right with my with my heart full on it you know yeah. i'm not yeah essentially toy story 4 cheapened the trilogy it kind of yeah. cheapens the trilogy and that's it's sad because they could have gone on with the oh move on from toy story move on from toys message but oh well money is greater than the memory <laughs> <laughs> i mean toys sell yeah, but again exactly. now moving on to the next franchise that's also owned by disney marvel we have Spider-Man 
Far From Home coming into theaters pretty soon. Uh, looking forward to it? Yes? No? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I have to say I like what they're doing so far. Um, because a lot of the thing that people missed in Endgame, for example, was that in comic books, you never really had to explore it like that, was that the heroes have to live with the consequences of their action. Like in comic book, they always get rebooted or they'll do some time warp or whatever to get everything back to normal and then start all over again. Yep. But now it's like here's Spider-Man. Tony Stark is dead. He knows they're dead. Everyone knows he's dead. Uh, dead. Gamora's gone. Dead. Uh, Black Widow's dead. Dead. Yeah. So all these all these characters who are died dead. in Endgame are still dead. Yeah, and they have to deal with that. And like it would be more interesting seeing how the new characters will have die. to deal with no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have to have to deal with um the the consequences or the fallout of Endgame. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not everything is not getting reset like it usually does in comic books. And I I want to see how that plays out. So yeah, I'm gonna see that. It's probably a must see. Where are they taking this movie with? Like where's the movie I mean the story going? Venice? But yes, I I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the story going from Endgame? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's the question. Yeah, that's, the, <laughs> that's the question. No, we don't really know. To me, like it almost feels like everybody talks about Endgame as the final piece of the puzzle right. with, that brought everything together. But if you wanted a little bit more, go see, go watch go Spider-Man watch Far From Home. It's like right. the epilogue. Right for that movie, and that's what, and I think it's going to do amazing in the box office uh, because of that. Because people have, are going to want that bit of closure; they want to know what happened to, yeah, you know, all these characters that they've grown to love for mer- for many years, and how they cope with what happens is the next right. step, and you just want to see. Right. Now that said, let's talk about the characters that are going to be featured in the movie. Normally, obviously, you have Spider-Man. Right. And, uh, you know, Tom Holland, great Spider-Man, one of my favorites. He just fits the Peter Parker and the Spider-Man character mm-hmm. so well. Not Toby? Uh, Toby was great on his, on his time. Uh, I think <laughs> Doc Ock, Spider-Man 2, still one of my, my favorite superhero movies. But what Tom Holland's brought, nobody else has brought to the table. Which is? He's brought youth that... Spider-Man is a kid, you know. That's it's something that you know. I feel everyone else was missing. It's actually it's actually funny that you say that because I felt that because Civil War already happened, I felt that that was like a huge problem for Spider-Man was that he was so young. That he was so young because when Civil War happens, you know, like in an actual comic book, like Spider-Man's already been Spider-Man for a while. Yes. And so, like, when Civil War happened, I felt like it was a huge nerf to Spider-Man because Spider-Man is easily one of the more powerful villains in that, in that movie. Me, villains. Heroes, heroes. in that heroes yeah. in that movie. Uh, like, people keep forgetting he's super strong. He has spider senses, which is ridiculously broken. And it's like he didn't have any of that in Civil War. But see, the thing, I think, number one, you have to applaud the fact that, you know, Marvel seamlessly introduced him despite the whole Sony right. you know True, uh, debacle yeah. in there uh, and, and and it introduced him in the right way you know they, they they had the choice of introducing him as a you know established superhero but they decided to you know ease him into the concept and I think that's a good idea because it's given them more Spider-Man to work with in the future True. which is essentially that's what true. they want Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't mind seeing this you know, youthful counterparts to all the adults in the movie. Right. Because you have, if you think about it, everyone in in the Avengers, you know, 
repertoire, they're all adults. Yeah. And Peter Parker brings being the young as young as he is brings something completely different. True. Yeah. You know, which is a cool. Means innocence. Yeah. yeah. And enough of well, Spider Man. What about the villains? You have Mysterio, which is a villain. No matter what anybody says, everyone knows that. Even if he's a quote unquote hero from another Earth, right. he's still gonna be a bad guy at the end. Right. And then you also have the elemental bad guys, which are Hydro. Uh, you have Sandman. Right. And Molten Man. Okay. But no Electro. No Electro. Okay. No, no Jamie Foxx this time around. <laughs> so my point is, does anyone care about Hydro, Sandman, and Molten Man? My, and personally, those are the most whatever villains in the whole Spider-Man gallery. Right. Exactly. But yeah, but I think they're... See, because I think this movie was... Because we're just setting up for the Sinister Six, right? Well, it's continuing the trend of setting up for Sinister Six because Vulture was already in number one. Allegedly. Right. And so now you're having uh, Mysterio. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, uh, I, I wish you'd kind of speed it up because we can't have six movies before the Sinister Six, but... Um, Tom Holland would be like 40 by the time he finishes. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And so I like the idea that they're playing the long game, but the thing that it comes down to is that I think people want that movie where all the villains uh, team up. Um, and the reason why I say that Absolutely, is Absolutely, but you don't want Molten Man, Hydro, Hydro, and Sandman. Who cares about those yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah, no one cares about those guys. You want Craven. Right. You want Venom. Exactly. You want Carnage. You want Myst- Mysterio is a great villain. I'm not saying anything wrong about Mysterio. Mysterio right. is great. Right. But those elemental golems, eh. Yeah, no, no one cares about those guys. But the thing is, is just that there's been so many iterations of Spider-Man. Yes. That a lot of his biggest villains, a.k.a. Venom, um, and um, yeah, Venom and Sandman in particular, they've been done already. Like, and they've kind of been done to death. And it seems like the way Sony wants to take Venom is more of a hero route. Yes. Um, so I don't think he's going to be a villain anytime soon. But then again, that Venom didn't really encounter Spider-Man yet. So I don't think he has the spider powers yet. Uh, but it's, it's just interesting seeing where they're going to take the the Spider-Man in compared because the, uh, whoever's making a spider movie, they have to kind of balance that thing between what Sony wants and then what Marvel wants. True. Make him part of the MCU, but then Sony is going to want that to be a part of the Sony or Venomverse or whatever anyone's going to call it. And yes. So it's kind of hard to say where they're going to take it because at the end of the day, Sony has the ultimate say in yeah. it. So they can like do a 180 out of nowhere and we wouldn't even be able to really tell. And that's, that's the question. So... Honestly, I don't know where they're going to take Spider-Man anymore. Okay. Uh, and then I don't even know if they're going to introduce characters like Negative Man or like no, on no. a whole other level. Yeah. I'm just hoping that as they move away, that like Mysterio is in, you know, they do a great job with them so that these elemental giants, they just look like they're going to be cannon fodder for Mysterio to use in right. his plot. And it's just, it's, they're not going to be all that important or all that impressive. But... At the same time, I'm looking forward to the movie. I think it's going to be it's going to do really well. I think we're all going to be pleased. I mean, happy, happy's in it. I mean, that's <laughs> going to be awesome. Yeah. But I think we've talked about enough about these. Now we're going ahead and move into the last property that we need to discuss from Disney, which is Star Wars. Now we had a re- we had a trailer a couple of weeks back, so we're not going to discuss the movie. This time around, we're actually going to discuss very briefly. 
the opening of Star Wars Land, which happened this week for the general public and last week for press, media, etc. There's a video already up with George Lucas, Harrison Ford, and the rest of the gang, including... Har- uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Frank Miller, but it's not. It's Mark Hamill. Uh, I don't know why Frank Miller came to mind. Because he's uh, an amazing, amazing writer. Indeed. But doesn't really like to keep a deadline. That's just me. <laughs> Anyways, so it opened. And uh, yes, it's bringing in things like uh, the Millennium Falcon ride, uh, which is a you know an, an experience where each individual going into the cockpit is assigned a role. You can have engineer, you can have pilot, you can have gunner. Another one which escapes me at the moment. And then something is played in front of you and then you move through Batu and all the universe in Star Wars. And it's a very immersive. And that's the, the thing that they're trying to do. They're trying to sell it to you as an immersive experience. And apparently, once you enter Batu and the, this outpost, you completely forget that you are in Disneyland. And yesterday, I actually drove around Disneyland. I didn't go in because I thought it was going to be very, very crowded. But I honestly didn't see the huge crowds around. You know, I've been to Anaheim. It's a very small park. The streets are very narrow. Traffic oh. was doing... Everything was normal. It was just like Disneyland as normal. Yeah. I yeah, think I mean, it was the first week, it was just like most corporate media just went over there and just checked it I out. I mean, not only that, but I don't think Star Wars is in the same place as it used to be. Um, the Star Wars people love is long gone. Um, and then even now, despite the fact that the movies are still selling well... A lot of people didn't really like the new Star Wars movies. Uh, they, in fact, they a lot of people hated them. Um, even that's a good point. Even the new one that's coming up, a lot of people are just like, oh, whatever. Um, I think I think Disney probably kind of hurt the brand a little bit, and so all the excitement because when I don't know if you guys remember when Star Wars uh, Episode Seven came out first came yes. out, it was first announced. I to say, it was like the biggest media event in the United States. You had laptops. <laughs> you had product you had stores all over the place saying star wars star wars star wars yeah and then when it Pizza the movie, Hut, everything right. had something but yeah. when the movie came out everyone was just like okay you know it's been a while it hasn't it's not the best one but it's not that bad either and then the second one came out episode eight and everyone was like okay well that's trash it's this is slowly been yeah. diminishing right and so now they say oh here's star wars land it's like is it the new star wars <laughs> or is it the old star wars like which star wars is it yeah and to be honest, if, if you really, if you watch the media event where you have George Lucas in it, George Lucas is honestly the person who says the least. You can tell that he's really, it's for him, right. it's kind of whatever in the sense. And, yeah. I, and I would hate to think that. And I hate, really do hate to think so because he created this amazing universe. But I agree with what you said in which I think uh, Star Wars has been diminishing in the fandom that used to have. Right, you know, by these new movies and you know events. Now that said, I think adding Star Wars Land it's amazing for Disneyland. I mean, I right. w- I went to Disneyland before the before the Star Wars Land opened. Right, and uh, I gotta say, you know, even though most of these things are old, right. that, I shouldn't say old; they are classics because that's what they are. <laughs> you have Haunted Mansion, right. Pirates of the Caribbean, the Tiki Room. Classic, great, great, great attractions. I love all of them. Even great moments with Mr. Lincoln, an amazing attraction. Uh, adding Star Wars just feels like it's breathing new life right. into the park. 
And I'm happy to, I'm happy that it's there. Right. I definitely in the level of immersion that I have. Right. Now that I want. Now what's not so agreeable is the price at which this new attraction comes in. So what's the price? So merchandise so merchandise wise yeah there's new there's food uh, blue milk for example which was hyped up because of uh the last movie the last jedi right uh that will run you i think about 12 dollars for a glass of blue milk 12 dollars yes you also is it is it like blue milk from the movie or is it just blue milk that they just poured milk that in the here's glass. the deal they don't they, it's a secret you don't oh. know <laughs> the other thing is that you can also manufacture your very own droid so you can actually go to an immersive experience right after you pay 120 dollars and Christ. you can pick parts and make your own droid and this droid follows you around it's like a little robot right. like it's, it's technically like a, yeah well you like, get to keep it or? you get to keep it it's yours oh, yeah so it's That'd an immersive cool, yeah. so they they are stepping up their whole Hey, you want to buy something from us? We'll make buying an experience. Right, right. Because that's the yeah. thing, though. Because it's like, I feel that's just like another aspect of like the Disney machine turning, which is that they take it and then they exploit it as long as they can. And then it just fades into the darkness. And again, I feel this is something that, like you said, fading is a, is a great term because yeah. it's going to be a thing, you know, for the first five years of the attraction, maybe two years that the attraction is yeah. up and running, mm -hmm. but then it's slowly going to, you know, these elements are going to fade away, which I think is are a shame. Right. And it's because of that really high price tag. People may be able to, may, may want to build it nowadays, right. like because it's new, right. but two years into it, people are not going to want to, you know, we, yeah, buy a droid for $120. Not only that, but like, you know, Universal, right? You know, they, they have Universal Studios. Yes. They use their movies to promote Essentially to promote the, the theme park. Correct. And so when they release a movie, they tend to try to make that movie really well as well as they could. Mm -hmm. Disney, they don't, I don't think they have the same kind of thought process. But the thing is, is that those movies, uh, they generate excitement for yes. the rides. And with the Star Wars movies kind of, eh. I think they. I think they're gonna end up hurting the ride more. So I was. I would be more likely put that on the lower end. That will probably be an attraction for two years, and then you probably you probably not gonna because like the fact that like you don't even really hear about an attraction opening at Disney World is kind of oh that's because you're not in the know. I mean, <laughs> Disney on its own has, um, I think, Disney as a park as a theme park has its own life to it. Right. You know, nowadays it's more of like, oh, is Disneyland, is something happened at Disneyland? Yes. You want to go because of the experience. And I right. get this. I love going to Disneyland. Like, I love going to Disneyland. And uh, we, if, you, if you just, you know, listen to other podcasts and other YouTube channels, for example, Disney Dan, right. uh, The Funkland, Yesterworld, all of those three are amazing podcasts that cover what's going on at Disneyland. Right. Oh, but I Mr. Think Cheesy Poof, another one. But Great. I think that's... Uh, that's kind of it, though, right? Because if if someone outside of the know doesn't know, you know, most people are outside of the know. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of shows you it's not really generating that much buzz if people... Because I'll give you an example, right? When, okay. when Universal Studios opened the Harry Potter world, right? Yes. 
I heard, I was hearing from all over the place. You gotta go for the butter beer. You gotta go for the butter beer. You have to go get this drink. Yada, did you? Yada, yeah, I heard it everywhere. No, but did no, you go? He hasn't gone. No, not yet. No, I haven't gone either. I went, and, and you have to go for the butter beer. <laughs> <laughs> you have exactly. to go for the butter beer. And so it was so much buzz outside of like the normal circles. I was like, okay, no, I probably have to go. But the fact like Star Wars is not generating that kind of buzz. I mean, it kind of like it kind of shows. What sounds better? Be you have to go for the blue milk, or you have to go for <laughs> the butter beer? Yeah. I, I mean, if anymore. the blue milk is good, I love. <laughs> <be good. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we have. Uh, b- so the droid building, it's 120. And then you can also build in an immersive experience with a Disney quality. You can build your own lightsaber, guys. You can pick your kyber crystals. You can pick your hilt, your base, the buttons, your very own lightsabers. Yes. Now, let me ask you this. How much do you think that immersive experience is costing you? $300. Ray? Oh, you guys highballed it. $200. Okay. But still, it's $200 in addition to the newly increased price the on the ticket. ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what the, so yeah. even even the building of the droids? Right. But it's, again, it's, it's, ticket, not, ticket price is an it's extra. not optional. It, it, it's, it's, sorry. It is optional to do these. Again, this right, is just right. if you wanted to. But the point is that if you were to do, if you, for to get the full experience of the land, uh-huh. You had to spend over five hundred dollars on top of your ticket. That's just for Star Wars. That's just for, that's Star, just Wars. for Star Wars. Correct. But then again, that's the thing. Like it's the only land that really does does this. I mean, if you go, if you want to go to the Tiki Room, you want to enhance your experience by having a Dole Whip, which I highly recommend. <laughs> you're only spending like seven bucks. Right. Whatever. Right. If you want to go to the Pirates of the Caribbean. You get the full experience just by going to the ride. Right. Right? If you want to have dinner in Pirates of the Caribbean, you can. But again, it's not necessary to experience the ride, to experience the land. Star Wars, if you really want the full experience, is asking, in my opinion, a little too much from the everyday guest. Right. Yeah. I think that's what it is, too. Um, I said, I think it's, it's just exploiting star wars i mean it's it's probably out of all the technology of all the other all the disney shows properties it clearly has the the highest amount and technology is expensive let's not lie right but i really don't think i don't think that people people are going to go for it not for not in the long run i think it's definitely going to be uh, amazing experience for the be- for at the beginning, but then later on, all of these elements are going to be fading out, right. and then and which is a shame because I know the quality which with Disney does their entire uh, the, the their, their entire experience. It's great quality, it's probably the best, right? right? And then I mean, all of these elements honest, are going to be like, lost. It's like this is going a little deeper than we even need to go, but to be honest, this just shows you that. You know, that kind of stuff doesn't work when you like like a lot of companies like Disney don't like to play pay their employees really well. Like that 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 lack of disposable income affects those kind of things. Like if those people who make, you know, a thousand dollars uh, you know, a week and their rent is like half that, they're not they're gonna be less inclined to spend that extra yeah. money at Disneyland. So Yep, yep. It's going. It it's definitely a choice, yeah. and, it's, and, and it's something that can be part of your summer. Mm-hmm. And telling you this, you won't regret yeah. going. You never regret going to Disneyland. Right. It's one of those things, mm-hmm. you know. However, it is a very pricey thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. So let's move away from Disney 
I mean, we've covered pretty much everything that we need to cover under the sun. And we can talk about Disney all day long. But let's move to movies that are outside that realm. And we're moving, going back to the 90s, to the heroes of then. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming out with Terminator Dark Faith. And Sylvester Stallone, Sly himself, is bringing out Rambo Last Blood. Ray, what are your thoughts? And I'm beginning with Ray because you have been quiet in the last one. I mean, I have not much to say about the games itself, but uh, movies. or the movies, movies or Disney because I'm not a. Because you, know, you don't have five hundred dollars to spend, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Besides that, yeah, Rambo Last Blood is a must-see movie. Actually, um, based on the other films that he has made about in the Rambo series, okay. I think this one's gonna be a pretty solid movie, right? Uh, because a lot of people are obviously said, "Oh, what can you expect about the about Rambo?" You know, just gut blooding, right. action, yeah. exploding scenes everywhere, right? That's exactly. basically what the Rambo series is. Yep. And this one seems to be like, okay, you done that already multiple right. times. Multiple times. What is left? What is left to tell? What What else? What else can you say in the Rambo series movie? Or what other waves can you take? Rambo itself, the character, right? Yeah. Terminator then, Rambo. Terminator Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make that fusion. I mean, both of them seem to be very friendly nowadays, right? Yeah. They like they because at the beginning, both uh, actors they were very competitive amongst each other. Yeah. As they kept making movie turns another movie, and now they seem to be very friendly with one another. So they're making like movie movies together, right? Most of the time. Yeah. So I I mean uh, Terminator it, Rambo it, Protocol. <laughs> Based on the trailer itself, I think it's going to be a solid movie. It's a movie perhaps I'm not going to see in theaters uh, or, or and I'm going to wait until it comes out on Netflix or something like that, right? It comes out on Blu-ray or something like that. And right. <laughs> yeah. I, but, but, you know, if I were to check it out on theaters, it would be like, you know what? Is there anything to do this week? I was like, Rambo, Last Blood is on theaters. Okay, let's go see it. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's just... This franchise is tired. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's just one man army five times. Was this the fifth movie or sixth movie? In the Rebel franchise? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's so in there. Yeah, it's just, like fourth, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just one man army for the 18th time. People <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, you know, we've seen How it many men can one person kill? Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, he's killed people all over the world. He had to make sure you know that. Now he's coming to America. To, to kill your family too. Wait, where does <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like he's killing everybody? That essentially is a line in the trailer. He's coming home. Yeah, exactly. So it's and you know when when Rambo arrives, like, he arrives yeah, to do one thing. Yeah, exactly. I it, mean, we didn't even know where he's coming from. I mean, where yeah, is this from? I think I think what happened was he he got um, because in the first movie they actually emphasize where he's from, right? Because he comes back to his town, and nobody wants him there. Right. Correct. Right. So and what time well, was that? <laughs> Remember, exactly. the like, Rambo First Blood is it's, it's the story of a Vietnam vet who returns home. And, and again, it's a great, it's a great film. And not, I'm not trying to make fun of it. It's actually a, one, of, one of my favorite films. Uh, he comes home from the war, and he has post-traumatic stress syndrome, disorder. Man. And uh, he finds himself, like many real vets, uh, out, of place out of place in their own home. No, well, yeah. And... Uh, what happens is that they 
defended him, hence they drew yeah. first blood. And then he goes on to a rampage that's evoked by his traumatic experiences. Yeah. From there, the movies... Uh, took acid and then never came back. <laughs> they, the movies kind of change. Right. Right. He yeah. At one point, he actually goes back to Vietnam. Right. And I guess now he's coming home. Right, exactly. He had to, <laughs> he had to kill both sides of the war. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck. Yeah. And the other thing is that one I don't understand is like, why is he fighting what appears to be either cartels or cholos? <laughs> they don't like him either. That's it. Because uh, my guess is that they're going to go down a road of kind of like, um, was it Rocky four, Rocky three. Okay. Where he's kind of like, oh, I'm washed up now, but I got to prove I still got it. That's what it seems like they're going down a road. Well, who's out there trying to challenge? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get bullied. That's why. He's just as uh, he's searching for an excuse to right to go on a rampage, right? Yeah. And so because, because that's I think basically the trailer. Shows, I think right? we need to talk yeah. to like the basically insane. I was like, ah, let's yeah, I think we no, need to, never we, goes insane. We no, need like to that, address the actual problem, right? Yeah. And that is Sylvester Stallone got lucky. Well, I can't say he got lucky, but he got one hit from Creed, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, "Yo, I can make all my whole movies." <laughs> like, like that's what it seems like. Yeah. Like and I'm just like, okay, look, Creed was good. But it wasn't because of you. It was because of uh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan B. Yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael it's because of Michael, Jordan. Michael, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> it was, that's why it was good. And uh, obviously it made his career. But that was like one lucky thing out of the rough, right? Cause, because now we're dominated by superhero movies. Uh, Rambo, Rambo coming is back is a not. superhero. That's true, because he's one man army. American because okay, so that's the thing. If we're dealing with superhero movies, we have to acknowledge the superheroes of the nineties. I mean, these were essentially Terminator, right? So, uh, Predator. These were the characters, right, aliens. But, but the thing is, is that it makes less sense now than it did <laughs> then. I'm not saying superhero movies make sense because people's superpowers don't make sense. Yes, but I'm saying that you know, you use an actual. Um, infrared scanner right yeah over your eyes mud is not gonna get rid of that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it doesn't do anything and so and so when you say when you take a, a super advanced alien like predator it says hey i cover myself in mud he can't see me it's like okay that's a little ridiculous now oh uh-huh. uh, and so i think it's like rambo is like okay look we have missiles that you can literally get we have rocket launchers that you can buy on the street <laughs> You have all kinds of advanced guns, drones, all kinds of stuff, and they're not going to use any of these things to kill one dude. Machetes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Like, What good are drones <laughs> when you have tunnels? Well, again, it's going to be an entertaining film. I don't think it's going to be an Oscar winner by Nowhere any near. means. Nowhere near. But it's going to worth the 10 bucks. At the same time, you know, I think, I think you have to give it to Sylvester Stallone. He is, you know, by all means, responsible for for creating films uh he writes them directs them mm-hmm. produces them i mean in the world of what are you doing with your life Steven Stallone has True. always been doing it right I mean, just wait to like rambo 18 not right precisely but <laughs> just wait for rambo 18 where you doing see the most his, like, yeah he's, he's been doing the you're doing work. the most you're gonna see his tombstone literally like get out of the ground and start killing people yeah like he won't be there but his tombstone just has enough of his blood to just start killing like thousands and thousands of people and now because he cannot be outstaged by Stallone. Should we talk Arnold, about his better half? Yeah, Arnold. Arnold better half. is coming up with 
Terminator, Dark Fate. Well, he's not basically in the whole movie, right? He just makes a cameo. I mean, apparently, despite the fact that Terminator has had numerous upgrades, it, it clearly meant nothing. Because <laughs> clearly, like, whenever they brought him back, yeah. people was like, ah, I don't buy it. Right. Like, you know, they're not yeah, buying it. robot. Yeah. No, no, no. Just they don't buy the fact that he came back fully. Oh, yeah. Right? Because they don't get any the same feeling. They, they're getting nostalgia of, you know, oh. Because, because that's the thing, right? It's like, so what he was, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a T-1000, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was like one of the first generation machines. Yes. So he was already against ridiculous odds versus a T three thousand, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're like what T seven eight thousand, and like it still so can't be. <laughs> for you, for those of our younger listenings listeners who may not be familiar with, there's actually been six films in the Terminator saga, beginning in nineteen eighty four with the Terminator nineteen eighty one, Terminator two, Judgment Day, Terminator three, Rise of the Terminator. <laughs> All 2003. And Terminator Salvation, which also starred uh, Michael Bay. No, not Michael no, Bay. Christian Bell. Christian Bell. There you go. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> and then we have Terminator Genesis, which nobody watched. And then... Ter- Wait, it's actually funny, too, because in Genesis, Skynet was like the perfect machine is a hybrid between humans and machines. Yep. And then this movie happens like, nah, F that. Everyone's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had... Terminator Dark Faith, Terminator against Google. <laughs> know, Skynet right? has become Google, and then now it's succeeded. I don't know where to go with this. I mean, Terminator, definitely. This one is retconning. Right, everything after two. Everything after two. Yeah. So, sorry, Christian Bale, their movie doesn't right. exist. We have, they sorry, have to make sure did, we go right? back to AOL. Yeah, sorry, Genesis, this never existed either. Apparently. And uh, again, Terminator is one of those fe- the movies that can actually use time travel in order to rewrite history it uses that they suck at it dude yeah (laughs) they they get into that trope and they're doing this who has the rights to terminator is it fox i have no idea the people now the people okay the people okay the people skynet (laughs) Skynet. so again i think for these two movies just the fact that they exist with this actors being as old want to say legendary but old is i think is the right word as they are and they're keeping in a li- this franchise is alive i think they're worth a watch True, i, I understand yeah. i understand if you don't watch it in in, in in theaters i get it but yeah i mean it's just like i said it's just like uh rambo 18 it's just like come on when is it gonna stop are they gonna beat Skynet? <laughs> are they not gonna beat Skynet? Does it matter? When, it's, <laughs> when it takes you six movies to beat your to beat your main foe, then you're doing something wrong, right? Because they use time travel 18 million times. Each time they go back in time, there's a new reason. Skynet, like Skynet, comes in 2000. I just it hope. comes in 2006. Skynet comes in 2000. Skynet was waiting for him to go back in time. I'm just like, come on. I man? just hope that they give us a brand new Terminator attraction at Universal Studios. The old one was great, and it was replaced with Minions. Really? Yep. Jeez. So Terminator uh, Minions? Terminator? No, minions. not even. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just hoping that maybe the movie picks up enough momentum to generate something new for Universal. Nah. But then again, this now com- for our last. And now for the last topic of the day, and and again, this movie bit turned out to be a little bit longer than we thought. But you know what? There was a lot of great content. So let's go through. The next stage, Batman. Gonna be great. Batman, the Twilight Edition. 
<laughs> right. We don't even know what the story is about, right? We don't know about the story, no. They haven't said anything about I mean, the story. I, I say Robert Patterson. So here's the deal. Before you guys will begin, I want you guys, I'm gonna go, we're going to go through around the room and we're going to speculate, number one, what the main plot line is going to be, what the main bad guy is going to be, and where the movie is going to go afterwards. Okay. Kenneth, go ahead. Uh, Plot-wise, it'll probably be some low-level villain like Penguin. You're never going to see Freeze again, <laughs> ever. I mean, he's uh, too busy to be in a Terminator right now. That's true. Uh, so it'll probably be some low-level villain because they did say he was going to be more of a detective because, you know, okay. before technology, Batman had to use his brain. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I think it'll probably be something crazy happen. This is obviously going to be younger Batman, younger Bruce Wayne. So I think something crazy is going to happen, and he's going to have to use his actual detective skills to be caught to see who it is. But then you'll see the actual Batman suit when it comes to taking down a villain. So I wouldn't be surprised in like the last thirty minutes. So I would okay. say like the last thirty minutes of the movie probably Batman. Everything else is just going to be Bruce Wayne. Okay, and uh, where does it go from there? You mean after the movie is does over? It, does, does it establish a universe or is it going to continue in the... I think this is going to be... I think it's going to establish the the man Batman and not the Superman Batman. The one that, that you see in Arkham Knight where he can like use mm. one hand and tear metal apart like it makes sense. Forgetting okay. that he's human because, uh, you know, as Batman... As Superman became the the most popular DC hero, yes, they powered up everyone. Like Wonder Woman got this huge buff, uh, Batman got this huge buff, and it was just it just got it got ridiculous. And so I think they're gonna like bring it back a little bit to make the right. Okay, this is the actual Batman. This is a human being, guys. Right. Yeah. All right. It's a human being. That's interesting. All right, Ray. What about the casting itself? No, 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 that's not about the casting yet. Let's no, 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 finish the round robin. Robin. That's what round robin. No, no, round robin, not robin the, the villain so, psychic. <laughs> tell me, once again, because Ray has trouble with this. What do you think the plot's gonna be? What do you think the villain's gonna be, and where do you think it's gonna go from there? The plot. What can you say about the plot of Batman? It's just the generic, same generic plot. I'm sure they're gonna just gonna bring him back over. They're gonna try to restart the whole thing. Because it didn't work with, you know, Batman vs. Superman, right? Okay. Right. Right? So they're going to start to, like, okay, let's start fresh. Let's, let's give it maybe an original take okay. of the character. And then maybe introduce some villains here and there. And just like Kenneth said, right? I'm so, sure they're going to bring some, like, some random character. So Condiment King is on the table. Oh, God, no. Condiment, Condiment King is an actual Batman rogue. For real? Yep. Look it up. I'm not too very familiar with uh, the Batman universe, per se, right? But um, when it comes to the villains, I think they're going to take maybe... Um, what's the name of the first film they, had, um, they made in the Batman trilogy? Oh, Batman Begins? Yeah, Batman Begins. They're going to think they're going to have a similar... Yeah, um, but yeah, of course. It's going to be grounded. I think, like I said, villains you're not going to see are like those crazy ones like Ivy... Yeah. Oh, freeze! Where they have you're like not gonna see that much meta humans, right? Yeah, like you're not gonna see that. You're gonna see you're gonna see like human villains, Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, Penguin. See, this is where I, I was going. I think Riddler is a perfect candidate for this. You know, Batman, especially if they're going th- from the right. uh, detective point of view. You know, if, if right. they're actually if they're actually trying to create and and I'm sorry, I'm stepping on your toes here, right? What? 
if they're actually going to you know recreate the detective comics kind right. of like line of that's the vein in which this movie is going to follow right. I definitely think Riddler's on the table right like they're not going to have Solomon Grundy like no. stuff like that where it's just like it's so outlandish even Bane a little bit is going a little too far I think um, I think like I said they're going to keep it really grounded because they've been doing that lately with Batman they kept it grounded and I think the movie's going to continue that trend of um, basic things but I think they're going to bring it back even even further like you might like because even Rachel Gould has like mysticism attached to him. Yeah, and so I even I think that even though they don't really explore, you know, that the pull, I keep forgetting what they call it. Yeah, they I think that's still the still too much. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I think they're actually they are going to go through the detective phase. Yes, but I think they're going to go. As I know, it's a bold prediction. They're going to go full blown Batman. Like I wouldn't mean a full blown Batman. What I what I think, and this is what I lo- I love to see, is that they're going to see, they're not going to put any limits as far as what they can do. If they're going to explore the rogue gallery as crazy as it is, and uh, in my opinion, this one should should be fe- should feature Mambat, which is I'm a scient- that, yeah. which is a scientist who you know experimenting with you know bat dna and he's actually cre- he ter- manages to turn himself into a and bat right into a man the one episode bat. from that series right yeah and if you look back at the episode for the animated series you know even though it's an outlandish concept they did a great job in treating it as a legitimate mystery right. in the same vein as you know sherlock holmes in- investigates a serial killer yeah. or you have something like uh Jekyll and Hyde. Right. You know, it, right, which, which is actually funny because I was thinking of that because um I think personally um they they're gonna leave out Two Face and Joker simply because the other ones have already did that. Yeah, they're too polarizing. Right. Okay, and I thought I know Ray wanted to talk about this. Casting choice, Ray, what are your thoughts? Nothing but hate. Nothing but hate. <laughs> I mean what can you say? I don't buy if uh Robertson. Parkinson, what's his name? Is Patterson. 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 You can be, also call him Cedric Diggory. I don't know if Twilight Boy is gonna be. He's gonna lead to expectations, but you know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, because that was that was just, decade ago, man. <laughs> but yeah. he seems to be a very like, you know, a great actor overall. And I think he's gonna do a good job. Hopefully, he brings a fresh take to the character itself, right? Do you think he's gonna talk like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know. No. No, I don't think he's gonna talk like that. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what what can like what can you do with Batman's voice? Yeah, uh, that was a little bit of a push back then. It worked, yeah. but you know. yeah. I mean, people got used to it. At the beginning, people were complaining. It's like, oh, yeah. I could barely understand what he's saying, but. It wasn't a big of a deal after yeah, a while. Yeah. Like like Henry Cavill's freaking mustache, not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it wasn't. So I feel that the casting is, like I said, it's perfectly okay. I mean, we've seen worse Batmans for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, George Clooney. Terrible. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a cool guy and all. But yeah, not, a, not the best Batman ever. So Batman has seen its share of, you know, actors and I think let this let this guy have a shot. I mean, yeah. definitely his. Well, how old is he, is, is he now? Like thirty something. He later took some heat a little bit, right, at the beginning. Yeah, everybody does though. When you're playing because, Batman. You know, yeah, 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 but uh, you know, people didn't know where Heath Ledger's going to take it. Yeah. Until they saw the movie. 
Exactly. Yeah. Right, even the trailers is like, oh, I don't like the Joker. Yeah, and um, even though like, now everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's gonna be definitely a great idea, and then uh, uh, I, I I I reserve judgment at this point in time. Yeah, Rob Patterson is thirty three. Thirty three. Honestly, he looks great for the pa- for yeah. the part of Bruce. Yeah, he does. He definitely looks like the new fifty two. Mm-hmm. Bruce, yeah. a lot more than the you know squared skin, you know squared right. chin Bruce Wayne that we all come to love from the series. Right. Uh, so he may not be like the super buff Batman, but I yeah. am looking forward to see how you know how he actually trains up for this one. Yeah, I really think this is more of a case of um, a movie franchise got so big it defined his career versus his actual acting ability. Yeah, I think, I think he's he can act well enough to play the role. I just think about because Twilight was so big. Remember, that was one of his first movies. Indeed. Oh, uh, but well, because Twilight did, was so big, he did Harry Potter beforehand. Yeah, but because Twilight was so big, they were just like, "Oh, this is all he's good at." Kind of like how what happened with Brian Cranston and, and Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yeah. Yeah, they didn't want him to play uh, Walter White in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because they're like, "Oh, he's only good at comedy," and then he played the character, and it was like, "Oh, that's amazing." <laughs> so I was just like, I think but I think he, he was just a great a actor. Yeah, I mean, he had a long range. Yeah, of course, but, but nobody recognizes it. it. Yeah. 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 Or at least the, the the consensus is like to ignore right. talent and favor. Yeah, what you, you you're just used look to. at the most popular thing. You say, "Well, that's what he's good at." Yeah, because it was popular. But that's it. But I think I think Robert Pattinson can play Batman. All right, all right. So all positives over here, and we're looking forward to what we so what comes up. With f- no, we need one more thing, and then just no, we're, we're done with the film, Batman. Well, no, we're done with this episode after this, and then we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, Tell you guys what we have planned for the next one. But before we finish up, let's just not forget about Joker. Okay? Oh, the, the trailer? The Joker, yes. Okay. So what do you guys think about the Joker? Anybody can just chime in. I think, honestly, I think this one is kind of a... This is the thing, right? Because we all know how Joker originally was, right? He yeah. wanted to be a superhero. He was the original Red Hood. Uh, Batman dropped him into the, the vat of chemicals. He ended up becoming the Joker. Yeah. We all know how that happened. We didn't really know his name. We didn't really know anything about him. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that was a problem. I think that's a problem with a lot of movies. Yeah. Was that because he didn't really have a backstory, you have all these these directors and writers having to like make one up on the fly. Uh-huh. And you really can't because people are never going to be satisfied. Because how do you accurately... Because uh, he never actually... Had one right, yeah, so, so so how do you accurately portray someone who's sane going mad? When you there's no description of him, no one knows where he came from, yeah. no one knows his name. Like yeah. he's literally the Joker or the Red Hood. That's it. And that's why you know Dark Knight did it so well because they didn't try to make a backstory for right. the Joker. Exactly, just he just they popped just up out of nowhere. Right, propped him in, and then that's how it is in the comic books. Right, like, he's just there. And yeah, like if you really dive deep in the comic books, there there are you know writers who take on right. that very difficult task of adding a little bit of of a back backstory to Joker. And right. now you can piece together certain stories. Right, but he's he's just so mysterious in the way he operates. Like even in the story, there are some things where there are off limits to him. Like he says, "I'm never going to do." Like I don't know if you read the comics lately, but in the comics lately. Um, they had um, they have something called the the Batman who laughs. 
Yes, yes, yes. And very that's popular. The, uh, right. He's a very popular character. Very popular character. He, yes. he was a Batman who, I forgot to be, I think, the Joker in his universe. Yes. He had to take the serum and become like Joker. So he's really ruthless, and, really yeah. brutal. And he can miraculously see out of a spike collar in his eyes. Right, exactly. But he's so ruthlessly brutal yes. that even the Joker is like, I don't want you to work with that guy. If you want my help, I, you can't work with him. He doesn't want to work with the Batman who laughs because he believes that with the way he acts is for no reason. Like, there's no sense to it. And so, and that's coming from a person everyone believes is insane, right? Yep. And so, it's like, like, to put a backstory to that, how do you do it to, to get that specific way of the Joker act? So, they're taking the route of the killing joke, right? Yeah, supposedly. You know, taking things out of the killing joke... Uh, it's a little bit of a it's 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 dangerous because there's a, there's a lot of things in the Killing Joke yes. in the comic book right. that simply the movie's not set up to have right. So, not an origin, yeah. not an origin movie. Yeah. So I think this is going to pretty much stand alone. It, I def I think is going to definitely be, and I know it's bold to say, but I think it's gonna be an Oscar kind of type of film. It's gonna try to not be a superhero film, but more just right. like a film film. Right. I agree. This is more of a, this is more of a, um, uh, a film, a normal film. It's just using the Joker as a background. It's like a right. modern day Pagliacci. Don't know what that is. <laughs> the, 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 the original side, the side clown, the crying clown. Oh really? Yeah. Oh damn. I mean, what can I say about the Joker? I mean, the trailer itself. We saw it yesterday in the, in the theaters, right. right? And then I, I immediately told you, it's like, ah, I don't like how they showcase the dark team as well mm -hmm. as the the take of the mix of the trailer when it comes right. to like you know this dramatic take on the joke right. itself but that's the thing because that's what i was saying to max is like i think they're overplaying how do you it. how do you like you know what i'm saying like there's no reference at all like yeah mm -hmm. so how do you portray it like you really can't there's it's a lot of artistic vision yes exactly there's, there's a lot of artistic yeah. liberty which it's great but at the same time can is a miss it can be a hit or miss right exactly yeah because it's because essentially what's because you you have to understand what's at stake here right whichever version of the joker's origin becomes the most popular that's what people are going to say is the joker's yeah origin. forevermore Until yeah exactly for, enough time yeah. passing forget exactly. and if you do something different then people are gonna be exactly like just like what happened with um the take of the joker of uh, uh what's his name the recent one that just came out that we won the oh, oh Jared Leto? Yeah, Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I mean, even Jared Leto itself was mad at the fact that they didn't full put everything that he showcased on. And again, he right. was another Joker who was just dropped into the scene with no right. background. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and again, I understood that joke. That Joker, if you guys are not familiar with, is actually the Joker that was featured in the in the comic book by Frank Miller. He's all tatted up. If you got, if you guys go to a comic book shop and you drop it, it's not the original, the Dark Knight or the Dark Dark Returns. Right. It's actually the one that came in, in late uh, late two thousands. It's a good Joker, but it one that wasn't fully explored because again, and this is you know, full circle from what we said earlier. Frank Miller has a problem sticking to their deadlines, and they never finished that comic book. Makes sense. <laughs> but Frank Miller is responsible for a lot of great. Great, oh, absolutely. He's finishes. a genius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, give him his time. Right. Maybe this year. All right. So we've talked about for uh, for movies and different genres of entertainment for about an hour and seven minutes. We'll try to keep these episodes at about an hour. 
So in the next ones, we're going to be talking about strictly games, no movies. Otherwise, we're going to be just talking another hour about movies, and we don't want that. <laughs> so once again, this is gameplay, the most generic name for the most non-generic content in the podcast world. This is Max. Kenneth. And this is Ray. Signing off. See you Peace. next time, guys.